Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Welcome, everybody, to a fantastic new episode of Two Geeks and a Microphone. Pretty excited today. Hello, everybody. My name is Stephen Boster. I am your co-host here with you, along with Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. And we have another co-host with us today. Very excited. Very excited. Mike, please introduce our co-host, our returning co-host. The one, the only, my beautiful daughter, Megan. Hello. Hey, Megan. Welcome. Great to have you back. I'm excited to be back. I like doing this. So today uh, we are doing uh, a fun episode, I think, for all of us because we are fans of the series and we are excited to talk about, Mike, what are we talking about today? We are talking about... We came, we saw, we kicked its, yeah, Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, we all went and saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. And we had talked about doing an episode on this. We, we said, yeah, we should do one because, you know, we've been doing, everybody, we've been doing TV and movie reviews and stuff like that. And oh, we have to said, do Ghostbusters. Are you we kidding? We have to do Ghostbusters because you guys are big fans of Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters is awesome. I have been a fan of Ghostbusters since I was what? So the original came out in 1984. So I would have been about 13 when the original came out. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, when we went and seen this, uh, we, we went and seen it Thanksgiving evening. Because every year we, have a, we, we pick a movie to go see on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving evening after we've had our turkey and... After, well, this year I watched the Cowboys lose uh, to my <laughs> region. Um, it was a good game, though. They did they did tie it up and take it into overtime, and I was super excited on the edge of my seat the entire fourth quarter. But then ultimately they lost, so uh, stinking Raiders. So anyway. you were sad, and you needed a good pick-me-up to go to the movies. Is that what yes, you're yes. <laughs> but, I mean, that that is our Thanksgiving tradition. We go to a movie okay. every year. When I saw th- uh, Ghostbusters come out, Ghostbusters was actually released the weekend before. And, uh, you know, I was super excited. Normally, we would go on it, go to it on opening weekend, and then you and I would revert, you review it the next day. But I'm right. like, no, 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 Ghostbusters has to be saved for our Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah we, we saw, saw it, it Sunday. We saw it Sunday before, right, that's opening weekend. So when we saw it that evening. Right. I think. I think it was. And Megan, no. what? Go ahead. I can't remember when we saw it. When did we see it? <laughs> One of the penguins slid off the iceberg. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> All right, anyway, keep going on. Keep going on. I'm sorry. But we so, saw it. So Megan has been a fan of Ghostbusters since she was a wee little one. <laughs> uh, I I introduced her to Ghostbusters. I I don't even know how old you were when I introduced you to it. 
don't know either. But although I think uh, after watching this, she kept bringing it up that she doesn't think she's seen the second one. <laughs> I don't. That's probably because the second one is, I don't think, is as good as the first. <laughs> I don't even think you own the second one. Um, well, I know I don't own them either one digitally. No. Um, Otherwise, we would have watched it last night. Yeah, yeah, we would have definitely watched. Well, last night we had to watch uh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. So, because that's, that's another tradition for Megan and I. Um, Brenda not so much because she doesn't like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And that is my all-time favorite Christmas movie. But Megan and I always kick off our Christmas season by watching Christmas Vacation. So so we did that last night. Um, yeah, if I would have had it digitally, we might have waited to watch Christmas Vacation tonight and uh, watched the original Ghostbusters again last night. But mm-hmm. it's all good. It's all good. Right, right. Well, from what I understand, though, I mean, this movie, to watch this was going to be a tall order compared to your favorite movie, which was the last one, right? With all the the female Ghostbusters, right? Oh, there's a little tension there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's enough said. I won't say anything else. I won't say anything else. (laughs) One of us is a fan of that, and one of us probably will never be a fan of that. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, family dynamics. I love it. But we're not here to talk about that movie. We're here to talk about Afterlife. That's right. Afterlife. Gosh darn it. <laughs> okay. So real quick, we will go through, give our um, our um, our review. We'll figure out, uh, uh, Mike, I guess I'll let you decide how many out of what's, what's you know, that we'll do how about, for this. How about we give it Ghost Traps? Ghost traps. Okay. Okay. So out of five ghost traps. I mean, what's um, more iconic with Ghostbusters than a ghost trap, right? Yes. Yes. Well, of course, there are a lot of iconic things with Ghostbusters, but come on, the ghost trap. So I I think we have to go with the ghost trap. I love it. And ghost traps are very instrumental in this film, the whole concept. So, yeah. um, Okay. So who wants to go first? Who wants to give their rating first? Uh, and, and a real quick synopsis or whatever of why they say that without going to too much detail yet. Anybody? Anyway, ladies first. Megan, <laughs> would you like to go? Go ahead. Um, well, walking out of the theater, I okay. uh, said 99 out of 10. <laughs> 99. <laughs> well, now now we give it scale one to five. I- one. One being the worst movie you've ever seen, and I five would have been the worst movie we'd ever seen. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> and then five being just awesome. It's difficult because <laughs> I want to stick with like I want to say like four point nine because I am dead set on it not being perfect. Because of one thing. Okay. Okay. Don't don't tell the one I'm thing not. yet. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into it. So you're giving you're giving a four point nine. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's funny because we normally go halves, but that, I know. that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You 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 don't want to say it's a perfect film. I totally get that. There's a, I got a couple of little gripes. They're small. They're not nothing big. Um. But four point five was also. 
too low for it. Okay. I, okay. I like it. That's reasonable. Okay. That's reasonable. Um, I will actually give it four and a half uh, ghost traps. Um, I really, really enjoyed the movie. I mm-hmm. like the introductions of the new characters. Mm-hmm. I thought the kids were great. Um, I love the fact that we have uh, the main kid from Stranger Things who uh, oh, yeah. dressed up as a Ghostbuster in Stranger Things, and now he's a Ghostbuster. I think that's uh, awesome. I love that's it. That's cool. I didn't realize that. That's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we love Stranger Things. It's fantastic series especially if you grew up in the 80s there's so much cool so 80s references. yeah yeah and ghostbusters was one of those things that they brought up so in the um, very first episode wasn't it not the very first episode i don't think i don't know i watched I don't know. the first season i just didn't remember i think it was the first i watched se- the first season too well then maybe it was the first episode i thought it was the first episode of the second season but regardless no. regardless um yeah, I like the kids a lot. I think they were fun. Uh um I think they will they make good uh men, uh not mentors, students to possibly become the new Ghostbusters. Um I I liked Paul Rudd. I thought he was fantastic in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um uh the mom was great. Really enjoyed her. Mm-hmm. Um Love the surprise stuff that was in it. We'll get mm-hmm. into that later. Yep. Very good. And I love the fact that we got the originals. Awesome. So Right. Right. So um spoiler alert. <laughs> you don't want to do you want me to give the alert now? <laughs> now it's too late now. <laughs> what do you mean it's too late? To. Oh, I have to give the alert. We have a special alert for this one. That's right. All but, right. Well, let but me do you, mine. Here yeah, give yours. Let me do mine. I give it 4.75 out of 5. Um, <laughs> nice. uh, you know, I know. Yeah. Well, we're getting into decimals now. Isn't yeah, that funny? No <laughs> After this one. Uh, so here's the deal. It was a great movie. It was really good. It was a great parallel to the first film, which I thought was very um, – is appropriate. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think it was appropriate. Um, it helped you with some of the lore and stuff that you already knew, you know, going into it, they have to recreate anything. Um, the acting was, was fun. It was good. I, I agree with you, Paul Rudd, the mom, they did great. Um, the kids were fantastic. Uh, it was, it, um, it was a lot of fun. It flowed well. Um, I think it paid tribute tremendously well in a couple of ways that we'll get into um not only to the original story but the original characters um and it was uh you could follow along with it and it was emotional you had yes. some great emotional moments in it dude i almost teared up <laughs> I, did. I did tear up uh, you I, know, I, wow like, oh my goodness yep and um, it was respectful of yes. the original, which I think that was a big deal for me, um, where I believe that um, I didn't think the last movie was as respectful um, of, of the stories. But that's my opinion. Um, the, I mean, the, this film um, is a worthy sequel, 
reboot, successor, whatever it is to <laughs> the Ghostbusters franchise. It really is. And uh, and thank you. Thank you so much for telling me to stay for the very, very end of the film. Oh, well, you told me that there was... You told me that there was mid-credit and end-credit scenes. I didn't oh, I know did. that. Yeah. How did I know? You Maybe saw I the movie know. first. Yeah, you saw it before I we did. I did see the movie first, and I did tell you. Because I'll tell you Sorry. what, dude. We, 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 we watched the movie, and just as the credits started rolling, several people in the theater we saw it in, they got up and started leaving, and we're like... Uh, a majority uh, stayed for the mid one. Yeah, but there was still there was a good yeah. portion that got up and left. But and then I'm like, us I'm, and another couple were the only ones that stayed right. for the for the final, for the final one, which was yeah. great, which was awesome. In ours, a third of a third of everybody left before the mid credits. Then everybody except us left at, at the wow, the wow, and they missed a great scene too. They missed it. So it we'll talk so about fun. that, everybody. We'll get into that because oh. it really it was it was it's worth staying for. So if you're hearing this and you haven't seen it yet, you need to stay for the mid and the end credit scene. Right. All right. So are we getting into spoilerific territory Let's now? Let's do this. Let's do this by God. All right. So spoilerific territory, I will give the special spoiler alert. Oh, I was waiting for the. I like that spoiler alert. We might have to switch to that one <laughs> as our new spoiler. Yeah, alert. I mean, I love yeah. Star Wars and all, and I love the well, I Death think Star. For our Star Wars episodes. We'll do. We'll yeah. do the Star Wars. Yeah, for everything else, we'll do the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it maybe. sounds like. Yeah, I, I think that's what we might do. <laughs> so, before we get started, though, I got a couple notes. Um, I, yeah, took sure. some, I took some notes. I took some notes. <laughs> you took right. notes. I, believe it or not, I actually did a little bit of research. So, oh, yes. So one of the fun things about this movie is um, it actually corrects a couple mistakes <laughs> from the original movie, uh, which I think is great. I think is hilarious. And and the all the mistakes all revolve around uh, Dan Aykroyd. Who is Ray Stance? Okay, mm. who you know? Ray is the one who. Well, in in this in this movie, we find out has a an occult bookshop um, called Ray's Ray's Occults, which actually was introduced in the original films. <clears throat> he actually did have in the original films. Bookstore. He had a bookstore too. So so that's not new. That is something that that happens, but. My thinking is, if Ray is so up on the occult and all these different references, <laughs> uh, yeah, in the first movie, he, he wasn't as smart as he thought he was. <laughs> right. So, the first mistake is the Bible verse. and uh, The citation. Yeah, the citation of the Bible verse. Now, now he, he, he um, recites it correctly. But as uh, we know that he actually got the uh, the verse wrong, the right. as as we would say in in children's church, he got the address wrong. So, um, <laughs> and I got a clip from the original. So let's let's listen to the original clip. 
Hey, Ray. Do you believe in God? Never met him. Yeah, well, I do. And I love Jesus' style, you know. This roof cap is made of a magnesium tungsten alloy. What are you so involved with that? These are the blueprints for the structural ironwork in Dana Barrett's apartment building, and they're very, very strange. Hey, Ray. Do you remember something in the Bible about the last days when the dead would rise from the grave? I remember Revelation 7:12. And I looked as he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became as black as sackcloth, and the moon became as blood, and the seas boiled, and the skies fell. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Every ancient religion has its own myth about the end of the world. Myth? Ray, has it ever occurred to you that maybe the reason we've been so busy lately is because the dead have been rising from the grave? How about a little music? <laughs> I have to say, when, when Winston says... I love Jesus' style. I, I get chills, man. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, so Ray says that it's Revelation 7.12. And we find out in the in the film, in the new film, Ray actually has it tattooed on his forearm, which I think is awesome, by the way. But he has it correct on his forearm. It's actually Revelation 6.12. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I thought was so funny. Okay. Um, uh, so that was a great way for them to uh, correct the original film. I like right. that. That Now, just to be, just to be nerdy here uh, or geeky or however we want to no, say No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I got called out this week uh, by another podcast. The, they, they referred to themselves as nerds. And I told them, I said, we, we, we think nerd, the term nerd is, derogatory we prefer the word geek geeky (laughs) um so let me just dig into detail so what's funny is um in in both movies they still call it oh in the book of revelations and they paralyze megan that that's one of that's one of my uh pet peeves isn't it megan Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah go ahead steven sorry no it's actually singular Yes. That, that's the funny thing. Everyone loves to to plural it, yeah. and uh, actually, it's the book of Revelation. Right. And it is the revelation of John, is what no. it is. Nope. Or, that that's how that's how the King James version did it. But actually, within the Greek, the first three, the first four words are the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay. The apocalypse right. is uh, the. Well, anyway, so I don't want to get too nervous. Wow, I just got I just got Sunday schooled by Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for but, but in all fairness, though, the reason that the King James version did it as the revelation of John or John the Revelator, you know, kind of right. a thing is is because he is considered the author. So they say by but yeah, your first four words of the whole book is the revelation singular of Jesus Christ. And so Correct. it's fascinating. He's telling the whole story of, of yeah, the things that he did. So anyway, I'm not going to geek out on that right now, but I'm just saying it's a funny how a lot of people say, "Oh, the Book of Revelations." Well, Megan can tell you that's actually a pet peeve of mine, mm-hmm. um, because uh, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you already you you guys know that um, I've said it before. I've been 
I've been uh, teaching children's ministry for 18, 19 years, something like that. And any time I would teach on Revelation, I would always tell the kids, okay, it's Revelation, not Revelations, because <laughs> you're, you're always going to get it. But, okay. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's enough nerdiness on that, I guess. <laughs> well, and, and it doesn't say the seas boil at that, in that location. And that citation, yeah, yeah, it's it's not exactly correct, but I but it, they're pretty close, you know. Uh, for a movie, I I'd say it's oh, well, it's you know, it's not meant to be theological. It's right. meant to be fun, right? Exactly. <laughs> I think it gets the that. point across. It's the end of the world, <laughs> right? It's a, it's an apocalypse. Marshmallow Man would be part of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> well. Now that plays into the next correction. So Ooh. the the Ooh. next the next correction um there is a scene in a new film where we see all these years. When you first see it you you don't realize it's years. You you just Oh until they say so. Right, they're da- they're in the they're down in the new um temple for lack of a better term inside the mountain and there's all these numbers that are on the wall up above. Right. It's also like, in the I house. Yes. It was it's also what? in it was also in the in, numbers on the wall. It's in uh Egon's house. Egon's house. <gasps> yep. I missed that. Yep. There were two references to it. But Okay. But if you look at the numbers, initially looking at numbers it just looks like a bunch of random numbers. It does. I didn't know what it was until they said something in the film. Actually, the numbers are a list of apocalypses. Okay? Ooh. Right. So, before I list out the apocalypses, let me play the scene from the original one where okay. where Ray, <laughs> where he messes up again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. That was... Okay, there we go. Who are you guys? We're the Ghostbusters. does your taxes you know mr tully you are a most fortunate individual i know you have been a participant in the biggest interdimensional cross rip since the tunguska blast of 1909 okay okay so there he he tells um lewis lewis tully um that he is the uh he was um part of the biggest uh trans-dimensional cross rip boy there's there's a word salad of, of words there um, since 1909. Yes. You said 1909. Right. This is where the mistake is. So, going through the, the dates, the, the years, in the numbers, the ran, what we thought were random numbers at first. The first one was 1883, and that was the eruption of Karukaru. I'm not going to pronounce this right, so <laughs> correct to correcta. And it was the year of the eruption of of the Caracta Volcano, which is an actual event. It really happened. Okay. Then, then the one that Ray was referring to, and he said it was 1909, it's actually 1908. Oh. And it was the Tungusk, Tungusk uh, uh, event. Um, that date was on the walls um, of the temple and uh, and in the farmhouse, as we as Megan stated, 
1908, the year of the Tungusten event, took place. This was a massive explosion that occurred near the Pokemon, uh, I don't know, Pokemon, <laughs> Tungusten River in Yanksh. I have no clue of how to pronounce these. Somewhere in Russia. Okay. Um, but it happened in June of 1908, and Ray said 1909. <laughs> oh, okay. So did they fix it in the new film again? Yeah, in the new film, mean? the dates are correct. The, the year is 1909. Oh, okay. But that 1909 is referring to the exact same thing that he referred to to Lewis <laughs> in the original one. So What's, the, kind of fun, what's kind of funny is... You know they made a point to fix that <laughs> for, the, for the new movie. Oh, I love it. People I, like you were like, ah, oh, you messed up. But I didn't know until I watched the new movie. So oh, yeah, okay, I had no okay. idea. I I guess I didn't dive deep enough into Ghostbusters. So um, <laughs> you're I'm not necessarily diving deep enough into Ghostbusters. You never dived into the uh, apocalypse thing. Yeah, right. So there then the go. next event in here. Nice save, Megan. Nice save. <laughs> That's my girl. Anyway, <laughs> the the next event is 1945, and it's World War II, and they actually even talked about World War II briefly in the film. Mm. Excuse me. Then the next event is 1984, the Manhattan Cross Rip, which would be the events of Ghostbusters and the rising of Gozer. And then the last date was 2021, which would be Gozer's return in the new film. So, okay. So, yeah. The, I'm sorry. What, Megan? I still think there was another number, af- number after it. Yeah, I couldn't find a picture. After you, you and I discussed that last night, I, I wanted to find a picture, and I couldn't find one. Because so. I thought I saw another 2-1, uh, and then... I couldn't tell the other numbers, but I swear there was another two one. I don't know. So you're you're saying they're predicting the sequel, I guess. <laughs> which could oh. be. Oh, okay. So those are the be- things that they they fixed in the new film that were incorrect in the original film, and I think that is just so much fun. I, I, get I think that's just it. fun detail. They were having fun with it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll fix it and stuff like that. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so. Oh. Yeah, that was good. And to get into uh, just a little bit more really uh, geeky, nerdy stuff, uh-huh. the uh, Ecto, Ectomobile, which yes. is like one of the most iconic. Here's something I found on the web. Oh, According gosh. to 1234movies.com. <laughs> Sorry. Was on uh, Alexa's going off, Echo. right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I You know, I changed it from uh, computer, computer to echo. Try not to say it too loud. <laughs> oh. oh. So, so she wouldn't interrupt because every time I'd say computer, she'd interrupt and say something. And here she goes again. <sighs> Whatever. I guess she must have thought I said the vehicle Echo, instead of the vehicle name right anyway so yeah. um it is the one of the most iconic cars of the 80s which is also one of my favorite uh movie cars by the way but the fun thing about it is that um so uh Dan Aykroyd contributed in, in writing the the original film and they said that Dan's notes 
in the original film were so specific that he stated in the script that the car had to be a 1959 Cadillac ambulance slash hearse. Oh. <laughs> How okay. freaking awesome is that? <laughs> right? I mean, Dan Aykroyd already had it in his head what the Ecto was supposed to look like. Be. Yeah. That's I mean, cool. And how more fitting is a hearse? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. in 1959, the the that style car um was meant as either a ambulance or hearse, which is why he had it ambulance slash hearse. Plus he's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a gearhead. He loves okay. cars. So, you know, for him to specifically, and he specifically pointed out because you got the fins on the back end of the, you know, the car, um, which, right. you know, those fins were intended to make, make the cars look like they fly. That That is the point of it, you know. So, right. you know, that's why, that's one of the reasons he wanted this thing. Um, and then the other fun thing about Dan Aykroyd and the car, um, there's a great documentary on YouTube. I forget what it's called, but if you just search for Ecto-1 uh, uh, documentary, and I'm sure you'll find it. Okay. Um, but they 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 uh, refurbished the car. Um, um, <clears throat> they refurbished the car, and they brought Dan Aykroyd in after they finished it. And you can just see the look on his face. He's like, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. You guys did fantastic. And, and they said that Dan... This is where Dan Aykroyd is very similar to George Lucas, in my opinion. Um, and no, I don't have the rhyming thing for this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they said that that Dan Aykroyd has a backstory to every single item in the car. <laughs> so oh. every little gadget you see, he's got a backstory to. And I... I find that intriguing. I love it. I'm like, wow, the imagination of this guy is just fantastic. So it just that's just one more reason that Dan Dan Aykroyd is so freaking cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, okay. That's my geeky details about the film. Well, there is rhyme in this because it does parallel the first Ghostbusters film. You just want me to say it, don't you? I do, I do. <laughs> it's it's like poetry. It rhymes. There you go. <laughs> I'm drinking to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are 30 minutes in, and we really haven't even talked about the movie yet. <laughs> yeah, we have. We talked about some well, other good. Wow. Well, you get yeah. and stuff. Are we really 30 minutes in already? Yeah, we're 30 minutes in. Wow. Holy moly. This is great. Okay. So. Favorite parts of the film. Let's just go there with that route. Well, Favorite parts of the film. Well, or should we go with the stuff we don't? We have questions about the film. What do you guys want to do? We'll go favorites. Go ahead. All right. Megan. Favorite parts. Um. <laughs> we'll give you a chance to think. Do you need a chance to think? Think about it because I know there's a lot of stuff in there. I'm just trying to figure out. It's not like one scene in particular. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mine's not one scene either. It's. I, I'd, go ahead. I'd say my favorite would probably be um, Phoebe interacting with uh, um, yeah, my brain. 
her grandfather. Egon. Yeah, I don't know why I keep mm-hmm. cannot. Say are his you name. talking about when she? Are you talking about when she finds the? the well, the chess game. The chess game. The starting of the chess game. Oh, I love the chess. As soon as they focused on the chess, uh, the chessboard, I was like, "Is she gonna play chess with a ghost?" And sure enough, and not even just any ghost, but yep. her grandfather. But it's Egon. And then the whole, and then when she finds his lair for lack of words um sure. w- with the whole him like showing her everything with the with the light um him leading I, I her was, yeah leading her to it yeah. so just everything any every interaction she had with his ghost uh, i thought that was fantastic yep my favorite part coincides with that it's at the end where you see his hand yep come and next to her and holding her and holding the gun, the, the proton pack. Yeah. Yep. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> I, I, I immediately in like, <clears throat> tears. I did. I was just like, oh, man, it's great. There's a family and they're hugging <laughs> and we're being respectful to Harold Ramis. And um, it was just a great moment. It really was. And I, and I think they handled the whole thing with Harold Ramis very very well it was very oh, respectful so good. it was tasteful it was honoring him his contribution um did you know that he and bill murray actually did have a falling out um it was after oh which movie was it um i can't think of the movie they did together but they they had a falling out after ghostbusters and they actually did not talk to each other until I think a couple years before he passed away, and then they they finally and they reconnected, and you know I'm like, wow, I'm glad that they got to reconnect before he passed away. <clears throat> that was cool. That was cool. And then well, you kind of got that moment in the movie too. You know, I mean, it wasn't before he passed away in the movie, but they still, you know, because they 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 uh, talk about Egon uh, just kind of leaving everybody, and everyone was ticked off at him. They were upset, you know, so it, it did kind of parallel real world in some ways, you know, um, I won't do the George Lucas thing. I think that's a little disrespectful here, but <laughs> right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Good call. Yeah. It was great. Even the, even the animation, the computer animation they did to bring him in was just it looked fantastic. Oh, look great. It looked, looked incredible. Oh, so good. It was like he was right there. It's like he was right there. And then when we got the scene of the four Ghostbusters together, together. Mm-hmm. it was like oh, mind blowing. And yeah, I teared that was up. My second favorite scene. I did not know that was coming. To be honest, I didn't even. Th- I was just like, okay, we'll get Harold Ramis. We'll get the the Dan Aykroyd phone call to the shop. Okay, that's cool. Well, I was, I was taken by surprise when they came in. I expected the originals to show up. I I, I knew it was going to happen. And I knew it was going to happen towards the end, um, but I didn't know we would get the scene with Egon in it, with you know, with him side by side with the other three. We didn't know yes. that we were going to get all four of them. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even realize Ernie Hudson was going to be in it. I was so oh, glad he, he was, was awesome. He was he so was good. Great. Yeah. 
Uh, and I loved it when he he was talking about uh, each one's role. You know, Egon was the smart one, and blah blah oh, blah. Oh right, uh, right. And the guy goes, "Oh yeah, well, what what did you bring to the team? I was the sex appeal. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I was the sexy right? one. I loved it. That right. was great. Almost right. almost a Lando Calrissian moment there. You know, right. <laughs> it was great. It was really good. Um, All he needed to do is go Colt forty five works." Every time. <laughs> so um, those were my favorite moments. Those two the with Egon, all of a sudden you get to see the visual representation in ghost form as him. Um, I thought the, the way it was directed and done was great because he didn't have to say anything. But how they did yeah. the facial expressions oh. told you everything. I mean, I'm just tearing up starting to think. I am it. too, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Dang. Um, yeah, they did. So, if if we're tearing up just talking about it, they did a good job. Absolutely, <laughs> they yeah. did a good job. And yeah. I mean, um, the fact that this is a uh, uh, Ivan Reichman film, and it was directed by Jason Reichman, his son, you know, and yeah, it's just this whole thing was you know uh, a love letter to uh, both Ivan Reichman and Harold Ramis. It really Ramis. was. Yep. 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 And for the fans. Oh, yeah, really. of course. Of course. For the fans. Um, yeah. So I, that's, I just, that and when all four were together, just as you said, when the other three show up and then it's all four and they're all together doing, I mean, working together, it was great. It really so, was. Really good. A couple of my other favorite scenes. <clears throat> yes. The Twinkie. Because <laughs> the Twinkie oh, yeah. is such a great, great scene in the original film. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, by kinetic activity, this if this if this Twinkie represented connect, kinetic activity in in the city of New York, by my estimations, this Twinkie would be uh, forty five feet long and I don't know eight feet high or something like that. That's <laughs> and, a big Twinkie. Yeah, Winston goes. That's one big Twinkie. <laughs> Yeah, there are some great Easter eggs. And I, I would love to see someone do like all the Easter eggs in it. But go oh, ahead. gosh. So I, I love the Twinkie. And then we also get the candy bar moment. The that was bar. The, the crunch bar. That was great. So that mm-hmm. takes us back to the original film when uh, the, the three are talking and they're still, you know, discussing whether they're going to do this or not and how they're going to do it and everything. And Vinkman looks at uh, um, Egon and goes, you've earned it, <laughs> and hands him a crunch bar. So in in uh, Egon's costume, or, you know, his Ghostbuster suit. Uniform. It, it, uh, Phoebe, his, his granddaughter, she finds in the pocket a, a, crunch bar. Yeah, a half-eaten crunch bar. That's one old crunch bar, I gotta say. <laughs> Still in the the wrapper, so great moment. Absolutely love that. Um, like I said, of course, I love the the moments with with him in it. Those were fantastic. Um, Phoebe was awesome, and we found out that Phoebe actually is from Young Sheldon. Oh, she's been on a lot, right? But but she oh, okay. she played a part in Young Sheldon. Uh, Young Sheldon meets a girl who's basically a match for him, um, as far as intelligence wise, you know. And then uh, she kind of 
uh, something, her parents get a divorce and then she kind of, you know, um, becomes a little bit, uh, goes on a rebellious. Yeah. She becomes rebellious, but Phoebe's actually that, that character from young Sheldon, which, um, I had no idea in the film. She doesn't look like her at all. They did a great job. Well, she doesn't look like herself, like the actress. Yeah. At all. They completely changed everything. That's true. If I saw her on the street, I don't think I'd, I'd be able to pick her up. No. Interesting. uh, She's got like really long blonde hair and yeah, she just looks completely different from her character's portrayal of Phoebe. But it's still phenomenal, and the casting was still perfect. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, it really was. And I love podcast. He was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I thought about you when I saw that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's going to be Mike. <laughs> I, when, when he told his name, I went, yeah, I identify with that kid. <laughs> yeah. I loved how the kid said, yeah, we really got in our stride with episode 46. You know, <laughs> Right. And then. Dan Aykroyd goes, oh, you're blah, blah, blah. It's like, you really came to your stride at episode 46. <laughs> I loved it. That was so good. So good. Yeah. And then the fact that Dan Aykroyd listens, or, or Ray actually listens to his Ray, podcast. Sorry, yeah. I absolutely yeah. love. It's like, that's hilarious. Yep. You got a Ghostbuster listening to your podcast. I wish we could say that. <laughs> right? <laughs> If any Ghostbusters are listening to the podcast, uh, leave us a message on Facebook. Thanks. <laughs> Heck, if you've, if you've cosplayed as a Ghostbuster, leave us a message on Facebook. Right. <laughs> I'll take that. Right on. <laughs> anyway. Do you, um, worth seeing in the theater? Oh, yeah. heck yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. I still want to go see it again. <laughs> Right. There's actually part of me, and we we might just have to do this. Maybe if it's still playing near Christmas, I don't know. Um, there's part of me that, well, by then it wouldn't be playing in their big theater, though. Um, yeah, we th- didn't see it in the big theater. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, I'm talking about at the Lincoln. Oh. So when I saw oh. the original Ghostbusters, I actually saw it at the Lincoln Theater at in the Belleville. Theater. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Lincoln's still open. Um, and I'm like, there's part of me. I'm not a big fan of the Lincoln Theater, especially nowadays. But um, there is part of me that wants to go see the new one in that theater just to, oh, get that nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you should. You should try to do it. I still stand by. It's also fitting because that big room is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I, she's it, talking about the the main theater at, at lincoln theater lincoln theater always creeped me out well just to give some perspective to the audience um the lincoln theater is a very very old old building in belleville belleville illinois um it it actually was like uh kind of like a an opera house or something way back when you know like i guess in the 50s or something like that um so it is a super old uh, building, and uh, they even have a an old time like organ. Yeah, the organ. Right, like like you would see in in churches, in old churches and stuff. They actually have one of those old organs there, um, which I guess they used originally, uh, you know, back in the day, 
Right. Maybe for, I don't know, uh, movies that didn't have sound. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or so, for if it was well, if it, I, well, that would yeah. be before the fifties, then. So maybe that building's older than I'm thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they would have organs for silent films. Right. That's correct. Right. Oh. So. So yeah, maybe the building's even older than I thought. So. And I'm sure there's some ghost stories to that building too. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> which which just makes Ghostbusters that much more fun there. So. Ah, right on. Right on. I wonder if you could host next year, talk to the owners and, and host a Ghostbusters afterlife party at, on Halloween night. <laughs> Just uh, Ghostbusters in general. <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters marathon. Nah, I just do the first one in this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just do the ones that matter. <laughs> yeah. The second one was. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can't yeah. comment because I've never seen it. Um, I, I think the second one I, I don't like as much because Bill Murray's just not in it enough. And I'm a huge Bill Murray fan, and I really think he made the first film, you know. Um, so I think that's why I'm not a big fan of the second one. Really? I, I thought they all made the first one. I think the team, team well, camaraderie and the team atmosphere kind of a thing. Um, I agree, but once you lose Bill Murray, you yeah. – you lose some of the team atmosphere yeah. kind of a thing. And he's a comedic genius. <laughs> he really is. He's the guy is fantastic. He's so funny. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just my thoughts on the second one. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. All right. Any any other hey, any other scenes that you really liked? Or maybe there was something you, you were like, I don't know about this. I think Megan, you mentioned one thing that was in there that you kind of questioned Not why that it wasn't I questioned for you. Um, the the reason I can't give it like a full perfect oh, yeah. score because oh yeah I wanted to see Slimer and I was disappointed <laughs> that he was Good not in it. Yeah, so we like, got a new Ghost instead of Slimer. Don't get me wrong, I like Muncher, but I wanted to see at least see Slimer. Mm-hmm. That's because mm-hmm. Slimer is so iconic to exactly. the Ghostbusters series. He um, is. Um, he made an appearance in the second film. I know that. I did he make an appearance in the 2016 film? I think mm-hmm. so. I I think I've only okay. watched it once. All right, I've only watched it once too. That was enough. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in it as well. <laughs> so, but the uh, I I don't. You're right. He was not in this one. I think there was an anticipation of oh, what if we get to see Slimer? I think that would have been another. Nice throwback, like the Crunch Bar, like the Twinkie. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. The Ghost the mini, Trap, the Proton Packs, the Mini right. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> oh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. They were adorable. They were so much fun. I loved them. They were adorable and vicious. I like how they were roasting one another, <laughs> yeah. stabbing one another, and completely happy another. about it. And all that, all the time with the happy face. That's yeah. freaky. That's yeah. your next horror film, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> oh, I'd so go see that. <laughs> Attack of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> right? Awesome. Ah. I so I wonder. They're making themselves a graham cracker or a s'mores. It was so funny. And yeah, I loved it. They're barbecuing themselves and, you know, oh, yeah. gosh. So funny. Good stuff there. Good stuff. It was. It was good stuff. And I how that I like how that led into the whole big dog, whatever. You know, I can't. You know, and Demon then Paul Dogs. Rudd. 
it, then they bring back the key master, you know, the key master and the. Okay, um, okay. Who brought the dog? Right. Boy, the superintendent's <laughs> going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, are you the key master? You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> I'm the gatekeeper. I'm the gatekeeper, right? I thought that was kind of interesting how they how they brought those back. You know, that as well. Oh. I was like, okay, that makes sense. We're talking Gozer. Now, here's the part where I was like, you know, this is PG-13. And it was on the edge because when Gozer comes back, you know, and the guy in the architect is still alive. He's in the tomb. Oh, the do you know who he who played him? Uh-uh. That's J.K. Simmons. <gasps> is that who that was? That's who it was. Oh, that's who you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So J.K. Simmons, who's played J. Jonah Jameson, and Mm -hmm. uh, he's also played Commissioner Gordon, Mm -hmm. Um, he was the architect. He was the architect. Boy, they had him all made up and everything, and I I couldn't tell it. But then after the movie, I read something. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's who that was? Wow. (laughs) That's a big paycheck for such a small role, too. (laughs) Right, I bet. Right. Right. But I love it. And then all of a sudden he's, oh, you know, we can rule the world together, my love. And then she just. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, we got a Mortal Kombat moment here. Holy cow. Finish him. Right. (laughs) And I was like, "Ooh, that's that's a little uh, for having kids, you know, talking about kids in a movie and blah, blah, blah. blah. We're moving into Stephen King territory, bringing in horrors. With you know, with kids involved, I was like, dude. But I mean, it wasn't gory, but they just they did it real quick within half a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you bringing that up that that mm-hmm. brings up another thing. One of my fears for this movie, being the you know big fan of Ghostbusters that I I am, mm-hmm. one of my fears going into this was uh, from a lot of the trailers, I didn't see a lot of comedy aspect to this. I kept seeing a lot of the more, you know, darker side, and mm-hmm. which I want with Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters, to me, is a combination. Uh, it's like the perfect m- blending of comedy and, and and not not full-out horror, but, you know. Horror-esque. Right. Uh, horror-esque. Enough, enough to be slightly scary to a, a younger audience, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, to to give a thrill to a younger audience. Oh yeah, um, sure, okay. Uh, just enough horror for that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I was afraid mm-hmm. they were going to go a little too much on that side of it and too little on the comedy. And man, I laughed my butt off through this movie. I I thought it was perfect. They did a great, great job of blending the two. So mm-hmm. yeah, they they uh, my fears were unwarranted. <laughs> It was good. It was just well done. It was just well done. It was a good movie. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. You were going to say something, Megan? I just said fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. All right. So let me ask you guys this. Mid-credit scene and end-credit scene. Ah, uh, wow. Um, mid-credit scene was a... Wait a ter- minute, wait a minute. Do we need to do the spoiler alert thing again? No, we already, <laughs> we already did it. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. All right, mid credits. If Go you ahead. want to hear it that bad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
see, it makes me want to. It's like a joy ride. You hear it, it brings back memories. <laughs> and then I love the little winding down. Right. All right. Mid credit scene. What happens in mid credit scene? Go ahead, Megan. It's a podcast. You have to talk. I know that. But why did I get suddenly put on the spotlight? Right. Well, honestly, I, I'm starting to think, what was the mid-credit scene? What, the, what, what, what was the mid-credit scene? The, the mid-credit was um, Bill Murray and I can't think of who her, her, what her name is. That's right. That's right. Dad help. <laughs> um, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Huh? Um, awesome. Yeah, it, it's it a callback. Great. It's another callback to the original when um, Bill Murray, I, I never remember his Ghostbuster, Venkman. Venkman. Um, when Venkman was doing the the cards, the memory, or not memory, yeah. but ESP. Um, yeah, ESP test. And he was shocking all the guys. <laughs> right. Right, and so it's now reversed, and now she's the one doing it to him and shocking right. him, even though he's getting them right. So yeah, he's doing the he's doing the ESP quote unquote ESP test with mm-hmm. students of the university that they're they're working on the campus of, and uh, so he'll have a guy and then some cute girl, and and the guy is actually getting all of the symbols right. You know, oh, what do you see here? Oh, I don't know. It's like a couple wavy lines. And sure enough, it is. And he's like, no, you're wrong. And he shocks him. <laughs> and then her, you know, she'll be like, oh, it's a star. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. Can you see these things? And then, you know, you and then he goes back to the guy and the guy gets it right again. And he shocks him. And then the guy gets all upset about it. He's like, we are paying you for this. Yeah, well, you could keep the five bucks, <laughs> right? Right, something like that. Yeah, I liked how in this one how she was she turned the tables on him, right? And he was getting them. He was mm-hmm. getting them right, right? Well, yeah, but he also revealed why. Because she asked him, she goes, mm-hmm. "Do you have these cards marked?" Yeah, and he says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. right." Yeah, yep. that's because yep. yep. he's nothing but a con artist. <laughs> So here's how it happened in the theater. They're going through all the people. You know, here's the credits. They're going through all the people that are in it. And then it said Sigourney Weaver. And I'm like, right. Dad had Sigourney Weaver. That's what I said. And it was right after that they show the scene. Because I, I had that same moment. I was like, wait a minute. Sigourney Weaver didn't make an appearance. And Brenda started to say, yes, she did. And I'm like, no. and then all of a sudden the scene rolled. And I'm like, oh, well, now. there's Sigourney Weaver. There she is. I like how I love how they did that. So we yeah. had ev- all the main characters because we had Annie Potts. Annie, Annie Potts, Potts returned, mm-hmm. um, but the only one we didn't get was uh, uh, Rick Moranis, which I wish I I know Rick Rick has separated himself from from Hollywood, and I get it. I totally get it. Um, mm-hmm. But I I so wish that they could have said, hey, look, can you. Can you just come in and just make one quick little appearance and, and you know, and mm-hmm. paid him a buttload of money for it, you know, just to get him in there. And so that way we got every single, you know, major person from the original Ghostbusters. That mm-hmm. would have been so cool. But yeah. other than that, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, it was good. It I, was really good. I didn't get into 
the reasons why I won't give it a perfect five. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and then we'll go back to the end credit scene. So, um, my issues <laughs> again, small, small. So you you get uh, Phoebe, right? Phoebe, that's the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so she finds the proton pack. She fixes the proton pack, which I, I don't have a problem with that. She's supposed to be this really, you know, pretty much genius kid. Uh, and she had help. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, and her grandfather's helping her fix it, which I thought was an incredible scene. Loved it. So I mean, I bought that. But what I didn't buy is she. It was almost like she instinctively knew you had to catch the ghost with the proton uh, particle thing, and then use the trap to suck it in. Well, and it, it was almost like she instinctively knew this, both I, her and podcast. So, I think by then, I think by the time that they get to the point that they're trying to catch Muncher, um, they've both done research because they had found out because before um because before um they the uh, ecto one is restored um by the kid from stranger things yeah <laughs> um the brother. which uh egon helped do that too um, yes he did as he was trying to start it that's right yeah because he, he yeah, he fixed the wires. Oh, I, I wanted him to have a uh, Back to the Future moment there, too. Because <laughs> like, I was like, come on, just Back to the Future it when he couldn't start it. I wanted him to headbutt the the, the steering wheel. But then again, oh, headbutting man. that steering wheel, that probably really hurt. <laughs> right. But anyway, so neither podcast nor Phoebe knew anything about the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Right. Until Phoebe found the the uh, commercial. Well, no, she found the trap. Oh, yeah. And then she brought it to summer school, and Paul Rudd was like, oh my gosh, is that real? And right. he's the one that explained, and then That's both right. of them probably went home. Well, we know Phoebe went and found so everything. So you're, you're saying it's implied that they watched footage and that's how they knew it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that, I guess. But then then we're in the Ecto. I have explanations for that, too. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. We're in the Ecto. And then we have the radio-controlled trap, which was pretty darn cool, by the way. But it yep. was almost like he instinctively also knew, which none of us knew, that there was a little trap door in in the ecto that the 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 little radio controlled um, uh, uh, ghost trap uh, you send it out of it like that. Um, it was like he just instinctively knew this, and that was the other thing that kind of bugged me. I was like, "Come on, how did you know this? How did you know it's there?" So, all right, Megan, smarty pants. What's your answer for that one? We saw him rummaging around in the back. You you saw him looking around. So, I mean, like, he could have seen the trap. And I think they picked it up first. And then he found the controller for it. Yeah. And they didn't really know what to do with it. Sure. And he continued to rummage around. Also... It's a giant, like, metal-looking cage 
sort of thing. Why would that be in a in a hearse? And there had to be. Why would any of, of like, this stuff be in a well, hearse? Yes, but <laughs> why would that? Why would you have like a section out? Like, because I would assume the rest of the floor at least looks somewhat normal, and then you have that space, that square, where it's that metal. So obviously it's something. Okay. And there was probably a lever. So I don't know if it was a lever or a button that got pressed or pulled to open it. But just playing around, you can find that. I mean, and they found... I, they didn't instinctively know about the the automatic door opening and the chair swinging out. They found that by accident. Yeah. Now, the uh, the gunner seat... Yeah, that that's something I thought was cool, but I, I remember seeing it in the the uh, trailers going, well, there's no gunner seat in the original. What in the world is this all about? And was then, there ever one in the uh, cartoon? In the that's that's what your mom said. Your your mom was uh, searching the Internet last night and she told me, I guess I never watched the cartoon series. I never saw the cartoon either. OK, Stephen, did you ever watch the cartoon series? Okay. I it was against my religion to watch know. Ghostbusters cartoons. I'm just kidding. It was not. <laughs> Dude, we went to the same church. <laughs> well, at that time, we weren't going to the same church. You, you, had, you hadn't moved here at that time. so That's true, um, right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, uh, anyway. For the longest time, I didn't even know there was a cartoon. Um. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't bad. That would I have been one. that would have been quite a bit of time before you were but, born. So yeah, but there's other shows and stuff that I know that was about before I was. Oh, born. I got some great facts about the cartoon, but um, but that that was one of the things Brenda found in the cartoon. They actually introduced the gunner seat, which I didn't know. So okay. I, I guess technically it's canon to the Ghostbusters universe since it was actually in the cartoon. So what's the trap? door and the remote control i don't think so but i don't know 100 percent. like i said i didn't actually watch i mean i watched at the cartoon every now and then i might catch an episode or something but i didn't i didn't watch it religiously it wasn't did it have the original four yeah okay. it had the original four and it had slimer in it too i i know it has slimer and i think janine was in it I can't remember for sure, mm-hmm. but I think, I think she, she was too. Yeah. The the, the interesting thing familiar. about the uh, the cartoon, if you uh, go back and look it up, um, it's actually entitled "The Real Ghost" or yeah, the, yeah, the real, real Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Um, and and they had to do that for marketing reasons because the Ghostbusters uh, title was actually owned by another company. Um, because there was oh. a there was a TV series long before the Ghostbusters came out called Ghostbusters, and it was these guys and an ape. Don't ask me why there's an ape. I don't know because I never watched it. But after the movie was such a success, they actually introduced that cartoon, which was called the Ghostbusters, and they actually owned the rights to it. And uh, I, I guess Sony, I don't know if Sony owned the Ghostbusters back then or. Uh, it's Columbia Records. Not Columbia or Records. Not Colum- Records, but it's Columbia. <laughs> okay. I think they 
fought to get the rights to the name so they could use it for the cartoon, and they they couldn't get it. They had lost the suit. So to get around it, they had to call it the real Ghostbusters. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So there's some facts about the cartoon. So okay. did we get into your reasons? The why you said that it wasn't quite the perfect film. No, but there's nothing. I gave it a four point seven five, so that's pretty good. There's always something. That You're like it's close <laughs> enough, huh? It's, it, it is close enough. It, I enjoyed it. All the stuff about the details about the about the seat and about the remote control and how I it was a fun movie. I didn't care. I was having so much fun. I didn't care. <laughs> I, I didn't need to Look, like I, some people do nerding out, Mister Revelations. Oh, <laughs> Revelations. Oh, wait a minute! That was you're the one oh, yeah, who brought that, that one up. It <laughs> <laughs> was fighting words there. <laughs> Dang. So overall, it was a very, very good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, now, I, I, I thought it was an excellent ahead. sequel. I have to get to this because you mentioned sequel, and I've been dying to ask you this question. Okay. It involves the end credit scene, talking about the end credit scene. If you want to talk about what it was or whatever, that's... Oh, yeah, we didn't get to the final end credit scene. Right, but what is next? Based upon what you saw in the end credit scene, the final end credits, what do you think is next? What's happening next? I really want to get your opinion on this. So the final end credit scenes, we... We go back to uh, Winston. Well, mm-hmm. first, go ahead. You go back in time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, I forgot. You get that little part that wasn't in the original. Egon and and uh, uh, Janine, which they mm-hmm. kind of had a thing. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah. That was go another ahead. thing. Who in the heck is uh, her mom? You know the yes. I don't. I can't think of her name. I I cannot think of the mom's name either. The mom of of uh, Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe's mom, mm-hmm. uh, the daughter of Egon. Uh, right. Who's the mom? Who's because her mom? I, same thing. I always thought that that. Yeah, I uh, thought I thought after mm-hmm. Ghostbusters that Egon and and Janine got together. I thought they became a couple. I mean, yeah. that's that's just my head canon for you know sure. for yeah, for right. Ghostbusters that you know. Didn't happen on on screen and stuff, um, right? But that's what you think happens. Yes, right, right. I would have imagined they would have gotten together, but they mm-hmm. allude that they didn't. And but this, but this clip, Megan, you're right. It was where you're like, oh, with this clip, there must be something, uh, something going on because then she's got this coin and she gives him this coin. Right. So they're like, getting they're getting ready to go into the battle with Gozer, and. Before they go, Janine stops Egon, and she's like, "Hey, this is really special to me. I want lucky you to have it. You know, it's it's my lucky coin, and and I'm afraid that you, you won't come back. You won't come back. And then, of course, he's like, "I don't want to take this from you." And she's like, "Don't worry, I got another one." Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a great comedic moment. But yes. you know that there was there was part of that scene wasn't shown. There's a there's another piece to that scene actually. Ray walks up to him right after that moment, and Ray goes, uh, "What's the matter with you, Janine? Didn't anyone ever? Didn't your mama tell you not to not to get involved with a Ghostbuster?" 
Oh. Because, <laughs> you know, Ray and, and Janine, they didn't like each other. I mean, not Ray. Not Ray. Vinkman and, and Janine, they didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there was a... If you go on YouTube, you can see the full full scene. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, they cut that off for the for the film because they didn't want you know they wanted it to be very uh, well because the very next thing goes into Janine flipping that coin, playing with the coin. Yeah, right, right. In the present day of the movie, right, right. In the present day and stuff, and then she's in, she's in. Uh, um, oh, what's his name? All of a sudden, Ernie Hudson's character. Right, she's in his office. Winston. Winston. And, and then we office. find out Winston is very wealthy. He he's been paying uh uh Ray's Ray's, Ray's rent for Ray Occult Ray's occult occult uh, shop. shop. And he's been paying for the uh um the original the Ghostbusters farm? Well yeah, he's oh. he'd been paying Egon's bills for the farm and he'd also been paying for the the original Ghostbuster firehouse. Because, mm-hmm. and in fact, Ray, Megan, and I talked about this too. Um, well, here, Megan, you, 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 you tell your thing. Mm, excuse me. My, like, what, what I was questioning what, about it. Yeah, yeah. So when the kids all get arrested, um, and Phoebe's like, "Well, don't I get a phone call?" <laughs> Which is <was> great. <laughs> And she calls. Wait, wait, goes, wait. And then what does he say to her? Yeah, he's, he says, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? And mom and mom was disappointed because no one in the theater laughed about it, but she did. I <laughs> did. Well, I mean, besides I like think, us three. I think she was expecting everyone to go, Ghostbusters! Like <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, Phoebe had previously written down the number from the commercials. Uh, because she was looking up everything she could about them um, on YouTube. And so she chooses to call the Ghostbuster number for um, for her phone call. And, and I got to say, I love the fact that Ray has a bat phone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, Go on. So we find out that... Ray is the one with the phone still, and that number is still in service because um, he answers it, and it's now the phone for the occult shop. So he answers it. Well, but it's a red phone. That's yes. why I said he's got a bat phone. So it's it's not his. It's not his regular number. Wasn't it always red? What do you mean? Wasn't it red in the original film too? I don't remember. I mean, Janine probably had couple phones or something i don't know um but he also answers it with the occult shop name i don't remember did he yeah okay all right see another reason to go watch it again yeah yeah Just true. True. <laughs> anyway go up anyway he's sitting there they're going back and forth because she's bringing up ghostbusters and he's trying to get off the phone because he's like that's my past i don't want to talk about it and all this stuff and one of the things he tells her is the firehouse gets mentioned somewhere i don't know if she mentions it or if he was just mentioning it but he makes the comment that well the firehouse is now a starbucks right 
right. in that kind of I don't know and then ah, But we sorry. see with the scene with Winston, we actually see the yeah. firehouse and it and looks it's just it it's, Starbucks. Right. It's yeah. just the firehouse but run down. It's not a Starbucks. So she's questioning, did Ray just lie? Or does he really think that at some point it became a Starbucks? Um, now, the more I think about it and I realize that Ray actually had the occult shop in the original series, which means it was in New York, um, I think he's lying. Because at first I was like, oh, well, he's probably nowhere near the original location of the Ghostbusters. And, you know, maybe he's been told by friends or something, oh, yeah, they turned that place into a Starbucks, you know. And, you know, thinking, you know, friends probably walk by and it's actually, the Starbucks is actually across the street or, you know, something like that to that extent. But then when I saw, oh, no, 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 he had the Ray Occult's shop in the original in the original film. So I'm like, oh, because that means that puts it in New York City. So I think he was lying. I think he was just lying. I do too. Because I think that, Phoebe is not the first person to get that phone number from the Ghostbuster commercial online and call and talk about the Ghostbusters. I think it was something that happened, like the way that he, his demeanor in that phone call is very, I've went through this too many times, just leave me alone. So I really think it was a, like, Oh, well, the firehouse is just a Starbucks now, so we can't even do anything, even if we wanted to. Oh, from that point of view, saying, yeah, okay. But not only is it That's not a Starbucks, called. but the uh, the containment uh, um, unit is still unit there. Is still there so. And it was red. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the trap was, was not red. Clean. Yeah. Yeah. What's so, the phrase? What's the phrase? If the light is green, the trap is clean. Yeah. <laughs> that's my girl <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like Ray goes back in and looks like he's going to start fixing up the not thing because right. he brings the car he brings the Ecto yep not Ray uh, and the other one yeah not Ray but Winston Winston what did I say Winston I'm sorry Win Winston Winston comes in thank you yep. so Winston comes in I knew what was in my, in my brain <laughs> thanks for picking that up right on not everybody so, else knows what's in your brain though <laughs> yeah that's the truth gosh yeah <laughs> so um, it brings in the car and he's we're going to get you back up and running which makes you think he's going to rebuild the whole thing so what do you think is next I I think we're going to see another one I think uh Winston is going to start the Ghostbusters back up, and we will see the next generation. That's what I think. So he'll be the mentor. Yep. He'll be the mentor to the new generation. Yeah, I don't know if they will bring both Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd back or not. If it'll mm -hmm. just be Winston, if it'll be Ernie Hudson, he'll be the, the only one. I think mm -hmm. if they do only have Winston... Um, There'll probably be nods to like the other two helping out too, but maybe they don't have them actually in. Right, like they they come back in in a cameo, just do a or quick yeah, cameo or something. And I think that would be fine because I think this movie did a great job of having the originals, handing it off to the younger generation. 
Um, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to see in Star Wars, and I didn't get it, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel Star Wars did a good job at that at all. I think this, I think Ghostbusters did a great job at it, and I think it has the premise of a good continuation with the next generation. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, that's where I think they're going. And I still okay. think Phoebe is an absolutely amazing uh Next generation Egon. She's the new Egon. Oh, I oh. loved her from the second she was on screen. Um, cool. so, something else, Brenda mm-hmm. read that. Um, I have to give credit to her that the glasses that she that uh the girl wore were the actual glasses that um uh Egon wore in the original film. Oh, okay. Well, she found. Right, or, but oh, you're saying like the prop, the ones that she actually wore, the gotcha. frames were the same frames that gotcha. Harold Ramis wore, wore in the original film. I Very was going to cool. say because they do have a moment, yeah, where like she finds his glasses yeah, and they and match, she puts them on. Right, they're they're identical to hers, mm-hmm. and that's just showing you know that that's that's her grandpa. That's cool. <laughs> also, yeah. I really liked her immediate like as soon as she found out who he who her grandfather was and like she had that bonding moment of fixing the um the 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 blaster oh yeah yeah (laughs) um and the trap and everything um she got she you could tell she had an instant connection with him because when her mom was scolding her, even though she wanted her to get into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wish she'd get into, into trouble. Well, she got into trouble. What more do you want? Right. <laughs> um, but she's, but the mom is scolding Phoebe and telling her how her grand, her grandfather was horrible for leaving them and all that. And that he was uh, crazy. And she's like, he's not crazy. And she's like, I'm like him. Mm-hmm. And she has that connection. And I, I really liked that. I thought, I, I, I almost cried there too. Oh, mm-hmm. that reminds me. So when Megan said that we and another couple, you know, me and her and her mom and, and another couple were the only ones who stayed till the end credit scene. Mm-hmm. After we went out of the theater, I was talking about the whole who is the mother? That same you know? couple. Yeah. And and the guy from that couple, he looks at me and he's like, yeah, I, I he says, he goes, personally, I think they learned well from George Lucas. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, that they left a mystery there. And I was like, okay, good point. He goes, now, George Lucas did screw up in answering some of those mysteries. But he goes, George Lucas was well known for leaving stuff open-ended so you can imagine, you know, what it is. And I'm like, yeah, I get you. I, I you know, I mean, that's kind of cool, but there's part of me that is still, I'm like, I want to know who, defi- I want to know who the heck answer. her mom is. <laughs> there, there's part of me that bugs that, that just bugs me. So, um, yeah. Oh, and that's, that's another thing, Megan. We forgot to mention, not only is, uh, Phoebe, from young Sheldon, oh. but 
So is Janine. Janine is from Young Sheldon also. Janine plays uh, Sheldon's Mima in Young Sheldon. So so we had two Young Sheldon actors in in Ghostbusters. Which is very fitting because you know Sheldon's a big Ghostbusters fan too. So, Uh, (laughs) do you think at least? Well, I guess he was in the original series too. What? A Ghostbuster fan, a huge Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster, I can't talk because the Mima is not the same. Right, it's two different people. Um, in Big Bang Theory, yes, Young Sheldon, it's two different people. So I was wondering if they focus more, if because I haven't been watching Young Sheldon. Well, Young Sheldon, I don't think at this point is a Ghostbusters fan because, well, I, I, I see know. it's it's fuzzy where the timeline is with Young Sheldon. I don't know if Young Sheldon would have seen Ghostbusters yet by this time, because um, I'm not sure what time you know what year it is in the series at this point. I just know it's somewhere in the 80s, but. Um, Sheldon grown up in Big Bang Theory is a Ghostbusters fan because he's he's pretty much a ghost or fan of anything geeky, you know, and and Ghostbusters falls way into line with that. So, you know, so they really need an episode of Young Sheldon that he watches Ghostbusters and says falls in love with that it. looks like my Mima. Yeah, or something, or or maybe she says a line from it. Or something like that, just alluding that oh, she was in it. I would love to hear her say, Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, that's someone else I would like to, if they carry on, I would like Annie Potts to come back. So if we got just Winston and Annie Potts, I'd be good with that. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, I love gosh. her. She's such a great actress. She mm-hmm. is so much fun. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Very good discussion, you guys. Woo. Very nice. Very nice. A great movie. It is worth seeing in the theater. It is paying. I think it's worth paying full price for. I do too. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Yep. We, yep. Let's just say I walked, we walked out of the theater and I was like, we're owning that. Right on. Okay. Yeah. That's all. It's, uh, we're buying it. All right, man. Well, right. I'm I'm good, man. Woo. Woo. I'm tired after that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, I'm good. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Two Geeks and a Microphone with our special guest, Megan. Thank you for joining us again. Appreciate it. Thank it's you, Megan. <laughs> Thank you to Daddy's Pumpkin. <laughs> All right. With that said, I'll do things slightly different today. Since we had the Ghostbusters, we will just say, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Thank you for joining us today on the Two Geeks and a Microphone podcast. Tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews. Until then... 